Well, hello there. Hello. I'm Mariah. I'm Lauren. And this, this is The, the Miseducation Education of Lauren and, and Mariah. Wow, that's improved. We've gotten better with old age. I love how calm we are. We are very calm, calm cool, collected, coming in at a cool, what time is it? It's like, a, it's a solid 1042. We're out here recording yeah. this podcast for our lovely listeners. Mm-hmm. So Lauren, how was your weekend? My weekend was good. How was yours? It was good. Did you do anything, Lauren? Sorry, that yes. sounded really aggressive. <laughs> yeah, that was not, that was messing with the that vibe. Was, wait, I'm going back. <laughs> Going back to the back. Oh, here we go. Okay. Okay. So th- this weekend, I started off by going to the Groove Theory Showcase, which was uh, probably one of the best experiences I've had here at Georgetown. Yay! One of our good friends was in it, or a few of our friends were in it actually. Yeah. And so that was great. Screamed very loud. My throat was a little rough afterwards, but it was well, well worth it. Um, Saturday I went to Roosevelt Island. Mm-hmm. And Sunday, you know, did the usual Sunday suffering with the work and the studying. But yeah, sad. But also, I'm glad you had a good weekend, and I'm glad you supported dance. Hashtag support the arts. Um, and generally, if you are a Georgetown student, please come to dance things. Uh, we love the support. Anyways, um, that's lovely. What about you? I went to a conference for Jesuit student leadership. Um, and, okay, it was, like, a really good conference. Like, it was a conference, so, like, not the most interesting thing in the world, but I enjoyed it. Um, and it was in Boston, which is a city I've never, ever wanted to go to um, <laughs> in my life. I think I was the only person there who, like, wasn't excited to be in Boston. Um, Why do you not like Boston? Because I feel like Boston, hot take, is racist. Okay. And I don't think I'm incorrect in that. Wasn't Boston the last city to desegregate formally? Yeah. Um, so I think that's valid that I'm not a Boston fan. Um, also it's cold. So like I have a whole thing. I really do not like cold. Was it cold this weekend? No, it was like 64, but it still was cold. And like, it felt grimy. Like, it felt like people who had to work really hard lived in Boston. And I just, like, frankly... And you're like, I frankly prefer a life of leisure. Yes. Like, I didn't get any bougie feelings from Boston. (laughs) I have to live in places... Like, when you walk around Georgetown, you don't think, like, people worked really hard here. Like, you get that intellectually. You're like, oh, lots of books. People are very smart. But you don't get the feeling of, like, people have been physically, like, grueling. And I, I just got a lot of physical yeah. work ethic vibes from Boston. <laughs> you just about. It just didn't fit my energy. Right. Um, okay. So Boston, not the place for me, mm-hmm. but I went to Holy Cross University while we were there. So we stopped in Boston for a while, and that's an hour outside of Boston, and that was oh, cute. Okay. Yeah. But also, again, <laughs> too many working vibes. They work too hard at they Holy Cross. They work too hard at Holy Cross. Everything was on a hill, like a much steeper hill than Georgetown. And it it was just a lot. Also, there like so you know how there's very little people of color at this university because we are PWI, as you guys know. There was literally like no people of color at Holy Cross. No offense to you, Holy Cross. I'm sure you're great. You actually were great. A lovely university. I met many wonderful people. Mm-hmm. So anytime that black people saw me at Holy Cross, their like mouths were open <laughs> because it was they were making the face like I haven't seen you before. Like where did you come from? Or maybe they were like, oh my god, she's so pretty. 
So I don't but, like, think mix, that's it, but thank you. <laughs> mixed with the shock. I think it's mostly the shock of, like, wow, there are other black people on my campus. Mm-hmm. But I had a good time. I loved like being able to escape from Georgetown a bit. Love realizing that Boston actually isn't the city for me because of, you know, the work. Right. But yeah, that was my weekend. Is that like one of the reasons why you keep saying that you want to go somewhere warm because you feel like there's less of a work ethic vibe? Yes. Okay. I feel so strongly about that. I think that's so interesting for someone who has a very strong work ethic. Aw, thanks. But also, like, I think (laughs) I have an intellectual work ethic. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, like, very willing to, like, sit down, do, like. But you're, like, I have to sit down and do it in my bed. Yeah. <laughs> in my bed, in a nice-looking surrounding. It mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily have to be new, mm-hmm. but it can't look harsh. Like, Boston looked harsh. Like, people were having to really grind. Like, people had dirt under their fingernails. Like, that. Right. And I just can't. <laughs> I can't do it, you guys. This is how I know. She can't deal with the filth. <laughs> I can't deal with the filth. So oh. Boston just seemed dirty is basically what you're saying. And it's like, Georgetown seems like clean, but there's no, just No, Georgetown rats. seems dirty. Boston seemed... I love that we're dwelling on this. We're dwelling really on this a little to. too yeah. long. I'm so sorry. If I, like, <laughs> But the thing is, Boston just seems like... Okay, have you been to Pittsburgh? Yes. It felt the way Pittsburgh does. Mm-hmm. And I love Pittsburgh. I'm a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan. My mom's from there. Like, I really will, like, ride or die with Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Could not live there because it's too hard. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just too hard. It's too cold. It's mm-hmm. too harsh. Mm-hmm. People work too physically hard. I can't do it. I have very narrow shoulders. Like, I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just not meant for it. And Boston's a similar way. If you be- I feel like once you've been to Boston, you know what I'm saying. Or you don't, because I realize sometimes I don't make a lot of sense. Okay. So, yeah, those are my 18 cents on Boston. If you live there, I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Speaking of Boston, <laughs> uh, more specifically, Holy Cross. There we go. Wow. Hey. A segue. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so good. Oh, okay. Hi, guys. We wanted to talk <laughs> about uh, church and religion on this episode. Getting spiritual. When the praises go up, the blessings come down. I was um, listening to that playlist on the way over here. Wait, really? Aw. Because I was like, let me get in the church mode. Very good. That's a playlist that I made on Spotify. Follow me on Spotify if you ever want some, like, interesting jams. Um, I really don't know what my Spotify thing is, but you know my name, I guess. So, whatever. Figure you it out. You search your name. Yeah. Um... But we wanted to talk about religion and church and kind of like our own experiences with being religious or not being religious and how that comes into play with being at a the oldest Catholic and Jesuit institution in the nation. Yee. Thoughts, Lauren? Kick us off. Okay, I want you to go first because I'm going to model mine after yours. Ugh, that's a lot of pressure. Okay. Um, okay, so actually I've been thinking about this a lot. We have Easter break here at Georgetown Mm -hmm. um, to allow for students who, like, really celebrate Easter to go home. Um, And Lauren and I were talking about this last night in terms of thinking about Easter traditions. And it, like, just, like, having that conversation since we had it. So, like, over the course of today, like, I've been thinking about really, like, how much Easter has meant to me and meant to my family. And, like, how much, like, 
Easter and religion has always been in connection with my blackness, Mm -hmm. which I didn't realize until this conversation. Like, we made a big thing. Well, A, Easter is just a holiday, number one. So, Mm -hmm. like, we'd... I had to get a new dress when I had a relaxer. Fun fact. Huh. But you guys already know that. We talked about hair. Oh, well, never mind. Um, true fans know. True fans know. That we know. both used to have relaxers. Ugh. Only real <laughs> ones. Whatever. Um, but, like, it was the sort of thing where I would, like, get a fresh relaxer. Like, I would buy a new dress. There were new sure. shoes. Like, mm-hmm. I would have to call all of my family on the day. Like, we had a ham. We had to go to church for, like, however many hours. Like, it was a really big deal. Mm-hmm. and a big part Same. of life and now this easter break like i well a wait let me backtrack uh, but also in a way like it connected with my blackness a lot because we talked a lot about like jesus's sacrifice throughout the day um i also don't think i mentioned that i'm christian hi that's like a common theme in a lot of my experiences uh newsflash okay moving on um but like, we spent a lot of the day talking about how, like, Jesus' death was symbolic for a lot of the suffering that black people, like, go through. And this whole idea of, like, if Jesus died, like, Jesus died for you, so no matter the many trials that you may face, mm-hmm. in particular, like, in connection with being a black person, you had a savior who died for you. Right. And who likely looked a lot closer to you than you are, have been led to believe. Mm-hmm. Um, So I've just been thinking a lot about Easter, especially in that regard, especially considering the fact that this year um, I will not be going to church on Easter, likely, because I'm going Mm -hmm. on a trip with friends. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just weird to think about the fact that Easter has always meant so much for me and my blackness, and now I'm skipping it on my own accord, and this will be the first time I haven't gone. Yeah, so going off of that... um I well we both used to go to Christian school when we were youngins Mm. but I feel like that provides background kind of too so I went to a Christian school for elementary school and then went to public school after that and so then circled back around and went to Christian school or whatever Catholic school now Christian I mean Catholic is Christian anyway but yeah and so similar to what you were saying like Easter has always been a very big deal for me and for my family and so same thing that you said we would always buy new dresses, always get new relaxers, new shoes, new everything. Yeah. And I remember that, like, I have, like, two different sides of my family because my parents are divorced. So I would call, like, both of the sides and, like, really have a list. And I would sit there with my sister and be like, we're calling this person, we're calling that person, like, happy resurrection day, etc." Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that you said, like, talking about religion and connection to your blackness because that's something that I started thinking about. A couple weeks ago when we went to another dialogue about religion mm. and one of the questions that they asked was about um how your religion like connects to your culture or i don't know like your background mm-hmm. or something like that and even though i got the feeling that it they weren't necessarily like referring to like black church but that was what i immediately thought of because for me like church has always been a very black experience and so I also thought about this when I've been going home just since I've been at Georgetown. Like, whenever I go to church, it's always like, wow, like, when is the last time that I was really in, like, a space that, like, everybody here is black? And Um, I realized that it is the last time I went to church when I came home. Oh, wow. And so I, so that's always been really interesting for me. Mm -hmm. And, like, realizing that so much of that I 
a tribute to black culture was connected to church for me so like things like lift up your voice and sing like the reason why i know that song is just because we would used to sing it in church Uh and so i it took me a while to even realize that that wasn't a religious song i mean it is religious but But that it's not like a gospel song yeah because that was just something that i attributed to that Uh and so right it's been interesting to grapple with the idea of not being at home for Easter because it seems very like it seems to like almost put a stamp on like a transition from like being more religious when I was younger to like less so religious now yeah and so it's kind of like grappling with that and it's been interesting I would say in the same way like it is a weird thing because it's the first time I've ever I think I've also ever made, like, an, my own decision about Easter, mm-hmm. which is weird because I always think that I, I – I feel like I'm a fairly religious person. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, for me, the first real time in my – I have my own ability to decide what I want to do on that day mm-hmm. and, like, how I'm going to celebrate, and then I choose to not. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, one of the biggest days of the year that we have. It makes me think, like, what kind of – and while, like, my religiosity is still valid, like, all my beliefs are still valid. Right. What kind of religious person am, am I being mm-hmm. if on the day that, like, my Savior is risen, I'm not there? Right. And I make, the first time I really have my own agency to make a choice about where I'll be, I choose not to be there. Mm-hmm. And I choose to be with my friends instead. And you bring up such a good point, too, with thinking about, like, the, like, church in connection with blackness and like that being just a fit like a spot where you physically saw a lot of black people because while like that's the way it was for like my family and like I heavily associated like like religiosity and blackness with my family because I was raised catholic Mm um I like and I was raised catholic in like a very like predominantly white area I never had that association right of like blackness with church and um it's something that I always feel like I've like craved and I've missed and like when I think about like how I haven't gone to church a lot in college there's a lot of reasons laziness is like a big part of it but also like I think I've never I will not never but I haven't found a way to feel fully comfortable in the Catholic Church as a black person mm-hmm. um, and I think that's largely because I just didn't see black people in the Catholic Church and like right. growing up mm-hmm and it's an experience in terms of like thinking back to our first episode wow a flashback of like we kind of talked about like just general like experiences we got like either being in a PWI or being like or being an HBCU or what we would imagine would be experiences we'd have at an HBCU and i associate like experiences you have with an HB at an HBCU with blackness and because i and just thinking general what a kind of applying that to my own life thinking about like black experiences I've had or haven't had that feels like a big one I'm missing and I feel like I'm missing like an element of black culture like there's a part of black culture I don't understand because I didn't have that growing up like in the sense of just not going to like a black church or do you mean like being catholic and whereas I feel like traditionally or not traditionally but like I feel like it's usually like AME or which is African Methodist, Methodist Episcopal. Episcopal. Yeah. There we go. Um, or Baptist, which I was raised Baptist, I guess, technically. But also, like, I was, no, I spent the majority of my time at non 
denominational churches, mm-hmm. but I was baptized in a Baptist church. Is it because of like not being at a black church or is it because of being Catholic? I think it's a healthy combination of both. Okay. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that I wasn't, I didn't get to grow up in a black church, but I also think the experience of being a black Catholic is isolating, mm-hmm. especially like something I've had to contend with a lot since I got into Georgetown is being a black Catholic and being at a school that's really like trying to remember and reconcile like their history of slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, and just thinking like directly, like it's the Catholic church that I, and there's a lot of reasons like being a Catholic, sorry, like if you're thinking about like sexual abuse scandals and a number of other things, but specifically thinking about like the sale of like these 272 slaves, that's still the church I support. And what does that say mm-hmm. about me as a black person? If that's still the church I'm, a, I mean, yes, like obviously that isn't my current church now, right? Like, but still, what does it mean for me to support it as an institution mm-hmm. that actively worked towards my own oppression? Right. But I also think there's an irony in that, too, because I feel like you could say the same thing for, like, Christianity in general. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, like, black people definitely weren't Christian in Africa. Like, this whole idea that the entrenchment of, like, Christianity in, like, black culture, like, came from the white people that, like, stole us from there yeah so it's just very ironic especially when you think about like how deeply it's entrenched and like uh and shows up in other ways in black culture and just like black thought political thought even because it's like hanging on to this thing that was never ours to begin with and in fact was the oppressor's and like people that we try to like differentiate ourselves in other in any other way yeah. and like point out all of these wrongdoings but then that's a huge thing that black people have decided to take on as their own and like use it as like a source of uplift for like the civil rights movement yeah when like that was a reason that they justified like enslaving black people exactly it's super complicated and then it also like you you can think about it that way as I think we should, like, that's full acknowledging of, like, the historical, like, fact of it all. But then also it's, like, okay, knowing that, am I not going to believe now? Mm-hmm. Or not, I'm not saying yes or yes. no. I know, like, like, mm-hmm, no, like, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's, like, so you know that, and then it's, like, how, what do you do with that information? Because for me, like, I think the, like, I take the weight of it to be really heavy. So then f- for me to say now, because of this is the history of it, if I were to turn away solely because of, like, I would feel wrong about doing so. Mm -hmm. But also, like, the history is the history, and I feel like I have to respect that that happened and give that the space. It's almost like, should I cancel church? (laughs) Should we cancel Christianity? Should we cancel Christianity? Because I like like Christianity, though, Mm -hmm. I think. For the most part, a lot. Right. I don't know. I think it's also interesting to think about, like, going, kind of going back to what was said earlier, um, about how um, religion, specifically Christianity, like, plays a role in black culture, or black thought, rather, as far as, like, even things like, like, homophobia in the black community, or, like, mm-hmm. being, like, extremely pro-life, usually, in the black community, and how that's really, like, based in Christianity, and how that shapes 
like how like what is seen as like the norm now yeah it like almost feels like our oppressor is continuously etched in our lives in that way because mm-hmm. it feels like christianity since it's not something that's like originally ours and still serves as a form of oppression within our community and and I think sometimes will weaken us as a whole in terms of, like, if you're thinking about, like, homophobia in the black community specifically, mm-hmm. that it feels like your oppressor is still at work, but it's in a system that you actively believe in. And, like, if you're taking the full weight of it of believing, like, this is your salvation, like, right. this is your everything, like, that's just really, this is not an eloquent way of saying it at all, but, like, it's a lot. Right. And it's a lot to think about the fact that, like, in that way, your oppressor's tool can still be manifesting in your life. Mm-hmm. But, like, what does it even mean to take own? This is meta. Okay, whatever. We're just meta. Um, but, like, what does it even mean to take ownership of this, like, as an uplifting tool, like, in the way that it was, like, used in the civil rights movement? I mean, I guess for us now is what I mean. It's, like, what does it mean to claim this? Like, as somebody... Or as people who feel, like, heavily implicated in, like, social justice communities and thinking about... I'm so sorry. No, keep going. No, build the question more. But, like, to be people in social justice communities, you're heavily thinking about, like, power, privilege, and oppression. We love those three. And, like, historic systems that are at play. Like, what does it mean to take such claim and ownership of Christianity in particular as it being something like specifically thinking in the lens of being black like as it continues to be a tool of like oppression in our own community I don't know what it means that's the answer to that but I think that it's interesting this reminds me something that I learned today actually haha or not yeah today in my black sexuality class we had a guest speaker and one of the um pieces that he wrote it was all about the gay community in DC Mm. And, like, how it evolved in, uh, I don't know, the 90s? Probably the 90s. No, 80s, 80s, because it was with Marion Barron. Anyway, uh, but, and they are talking about one of the quotes they used was saying something like, oh, like, it's hard for uh, black people to come out, like, because regardless of the legislation that can be in place, they were talking about how D.C. had, like, a lot of legislation protecting LGBTQIA plus folk. And, like, saying that, oh, that's all fine and dandy, but, like, haha, they're afraid of their families because this isn't in the Bible. And that was really, like, essentially the quote. And I was like, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, tea, haha. And I thought that was interesting, kind of in relation to what you're saying, because what does that mean? Because oppressing not even people in your own community, but just oppressing people, period. And, like, continuing to, arguably. Not even arguably, like, continuing to, like, not even in the U.S., but talking about, like, on a global scale, because I feel like... This is a hot take. But anyway, I feel like spread the spreading of Christianity, like, even though and this is coming from someone who, like, is, like, still Christian, but, like, I think ideas such as, I saw, like, a tweet that said something about how mission trips are just basically colonialism and imperialism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, that's true. That's, because, yeah. like, the idea that you have to, like, spread your own culture and religion to other people in a way that can essentially break down their society in the same way that it arguably has ours for me because getting to this place while I think like productive then gets super frustrating because then it's like why am I an active participant Mm -hmm. in something that I low-key view as 
like all of these things is like systemically wrong obviously like and then I get to the point and I think this is something that's really like common when you're in college is you hear a lot of people and their religious journeys switch from like religious to spiritual or like no longer identifying with like a particular like set religion or like set philosophy and instead like embracing their own relationship with God and in this respect I feel like I get it because all of these things that we talk about to me feel separate from God like they're all like Christianity they're not like God yeah it's like that's a church that's an institution those are people (laughs) and people at their best are never going to be God obviously right like they're never gonna have the knowledge never gonna have the mindset like they're never gonna have like the greatest like those incredible intentions whatever so in that respect I feel like it makes a lot of sense because I've always tried to like wrap my mind around like why people like make that switch from spiritual like make the switch to spiritual I mean um because I was fun fact I was raised in a very conservative catholic church I feel like that's not shocking to anyone listening to this podcast but the one thing they always told us before like you left for college like they had this big senior like brunch thing before you left and I like the one thing I remember them really saying and they said it every year was like don't become one of the spiritual kids because that's how you lose like everything like you have to stay like a catholic kid like you still have to heavily identify with the institutions because being like spiritual won't be enough mm-hmm. to keep like to allow you to maintain a relationship so then I came into college kind of with that mindset even though I didn't buy into it a ton but like but, yeah. It, yeah like it rests in the back of your mind but since I've gotten here and like now that I have so much more of like the historical context knowledge, Mm -hmm. I do think it would be so much easier to step into, like, more of a spiritual Mm headspace. But for some reason, I don't want to, and I don't really know why. Like, I like still having the association, like, with the Catholic Church or with Christianity in general. I mean, I think that's valid, though. It's not, like, surprising and I don't mean that in relation to just you I mean like that's not surprising in general like if you're raised a certain way like won't you especially when it comes to something like religion where it's like so deeply ingrained in your life and also in like your mindset and it's Mm. intentionally that way I don't think it's surprising that you would be extremely hesitant to waver from it especially when considering the repercussions that are taught would occur if you did Mm. true Because there is a lot, like, riding on the idea of separating. Right, because it's like, I mean, like, putting it, I guess, broader, it's like, why wouldn't you be hesitant if, like, they're like, you're gonna go to hell? (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty threatening. And I just always assumed that, like, I didn't believe in that, because I was kind of like, whatever, hell feels like negative and I don't want to deal and I just don't they think work too hard in hell they were <laughs> 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 they do y'all know I'm not cut out for work um I have very narrow shoulders I have very narrow shoulders I've like small hands but you kind of do ca- I do and they easily callous not meant for hell not meant for work not meant for Boston those are the things um But I always, like, I didn't really believe in hell as a formal, like, concept. But it must be something that rests in my psyche, though, because I won't 
leave like at this current moment in time catch me in a couple of years maybe i'll do an update podcast haha um from wherever you are from wherever i am <laughs> that is warm memo. that is warm all of you <laughs> um but maybe it'll be something like i'm willing to switch over like i'll switch out of but that like still rests in my mind and i think also it rests in my mind because i feel a certain obligation Ooh, this is different than I thought I would say. We love that. Um, I think it also rests in my mind because I feel like I have a certain obligation as a black person. To, to Christianity? Yeah. I feel like, I don't know if I feel an obligation to Christianity because I'm black or because I was raised Christian. Mm. Which I know that those are kind of, they're both true, so it's like impossible to separate them. But I don't know if I feel more of an obligation because I'm black compared to a white person mm. but I mean that could be it though because it could be to me feeling like it would be losing part of my culture but then I also know a lot of black people who aren't Christians so yeah very true it's not right synonymous things but I also feel like that's actually not true now that I just thought about that like I mean I feel like I didn't before college mm-hmm. but before, before before college I think all the black people I knew were Christian or at least Christian. I'm making air quotes. Hi. Um, but yeah. Well, <laughs> here we are. Still confused. Any last thoughts? Last thoughts are that I don't, I'm not necessarily sold that Boston is more gross than DC, but. <laughs> well, we, we actually. There are literally are. rats, like, no, <laughs> like in, in this building. I want to, not to go back to this, but I feel like I can't leave you guys on this podcast with it. It's not necessarily dirtier. <laughs> what I'm saying the is... The energy's off. The, the vibe's ener- off. The vibe is different. The vibe of Boston is having to work harder. And it's... I'm really serious. I think it's distinctly different from New York, too. Okay. It reminded me of Pittsburgh very seriously. I just think you have to work harder. Do you like New York? No. Yeah, I don't think you... Well, I don't hate New York. It's just cold, you guys. But cold... <laughs> In New York, I don't get the griminess. It felt grimy in Boston. Like I was going to have to disgusting. work. New York is disgusting. Okay. New York fine. is it's disgusting, but it's different. Not grimy, though. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. And anyways, that's it. I Do you have a last thought? Um, was that your last thought? That was low-key my last thought. Also, okay. just in general, um, religion is a lot, and spirituality is a lot, and... Uh, just as a general reminder that if you don't really know what you're feeling, neither does really anybody else. Or some people actually do. I take that back. Some people are really feeling steady in that. But if you don't know how you're feeling, that's totally fine. Um, and everyone's on their own journey, so embrace yours. And everything's going to be fine. No matter what. If you believe in God or if you don't. Ditto. And if you don't believe in God, then try astrology. Or do a healthy combination of both. Both. Por que no los dos? Download CoStar. All right, I'm Lauren. I'm Mariah. And and you've you've been been miseducated. miseducated.